Hello and welcome back for another fun-filled episode of Backing Paper. And joining me, as always, is the ever-lovely Rachel. Rach, how are you? Hi, it's lovely to be here. Um, I'm good. I've had a really lovely day, actually. Um, obviously, we record this on Sunday evening. Uh, so today I have been out and about in Liverpool city centre. I can tell you about that in a little bit. But first, how are you? I'm very well also. I too have had a very nice day. I've oh. got my uh, delightful sons with me this weekend and um, I have been having the great fun of uh, leaving them in the escape room um, playing Call <laughs> of Duty, which their mother would be horrified by, uh, whilst I have been... Did she listen out... to this? <laughs> no, she definitely does not. Um, whilst I have been putting all the lining up in my shed, so that's been progressing well. Um, so, yes, it's been productive. Um Fair. Which is good. Can I ask, what point does it change from being a shed to being a dark room? Mm. Do you have I, a ribbon cutting ceremony happening? I think that's <laughs> it. I think when the ribbon cutting ceremony happens is when it or makes the final transition. Um, because at the moment. Oh, oh my goodness. Now I'm right? definitely doing that. Now you said that, <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that. Because at the moment, it's still a shed that is storing darkroom equipment because mm -hmm. there's no yep. electricity in there yet. There's still a few light okay. leaks. Also, there's a window, which is quite a big <laughs> light leak in its own way. Um, yep. So, um, yeah, you know, it's not there yet, but mm -hmm. a significant step closer. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, uh, we will. Uh, I want to hear all about your week. But before, I just want to get this out of the way because I know I'll forget otherwise. Um, we've not got that much stuff this week, listeners. So this... I have a very good feeling about this. This is going to be the fabled short show. Half an hour, start the clocks. We're going to do it this week, Rich. I believe in us, I believe in you, and I believe in me. Um, but... Do you know, when I mentioned that to Adam, I was like, Graham actually promised me that today's will be a short show. He, he literally spat his teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't mind at all. I think it's awesome, but it's just hilarious the fact that every single week this is what's said, and then every single week I've gone to bed by the time you've finished. <laughs> uh, no, we'll, we'll do it this week, Rich. I, I have a good feeling. When we started within only 25 minutes of sitting down to chat together, so that's pretty good going. Um, that's yeah. yeah, pretty good. Exactly, exactly. So let's hear about your day because I think you've been doing some pretty cool stuff as well today. Yeah, today's been lovely. I um, uh, I actually got to go into town um, and uh, for for kind of like pleasure, actually, which is really nice. Went into town and went to, first of all, the um, Open Eye Gallery, which is the photographic gallery in uh, Liverpool. And it's on Man Island. And it was actually the last day today of the 209 Women Project. Um, I don't know if you know about it, Graham. I know we've sort of like talked about it uh, and what have you. But basically, it's 209 um, female MPs who were um, who had their portraits taken by 209 female photographers. And so this fantastic... Um, project and exhibition was originally obviously in London and has now uh, had then uh, come up to Liverpool and been um, been as part of the exhibition at the Open Eye Gallery um, for uh, uh, maybe a month. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure on the on the dates, but all I know is that today was the last day and I've been dying to go down and see it. And can you believe I just hadn't been either in the country or able to like get down there to, to actually see it. So today was my last chance. I'm so pleased. I did actually manage to get along. Um, there was a real selection. There were quite a lot of um, analogue shots, actually. Um, I mean, it wasn't like 50-50. It was maybe like 10%. <laughs> um, but it was more than I thought. I thought there might be one or two, but there were there were quite a few, actually. And um, uh, some that um, were shot as sort of single frames, some that had been created as uh, collage, or um, some. there was one that was actually a, um, a set of three, not a triptych, but a set of three um, Polaroids, like actual Polaroids, which were mounted up. One that was very small and very high up on the wall, so I'm not sure if it was 
a scan of a wet plate. Um, I couldn't quite tell from that distance. I'm not sure if it was. I love um, the. I just. I love that. It was very small and very high up. Well. It really was very high like, up. I mean, I'm only five foot six. But that's not. It. That's not that short. I mean, you're not. You know, an umpa lumpa. <laughs> wow. Why are they put this tiny picture super high? <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Well, it was. I don't know exactly. Um, but uh, but the the sort of like feeling of walking into a room and just seeing you know women all on the walls all around you was it was quite um quite intense and very you know quite unusual obviously um and uh yeah i really enjoyed it it was lovely um i was talking to adam afterwards about it and i don't know there's there's so much to kind of like um find out about that uh about about the project because i was sort of thinking you know in terms of the concept of how the concept of each of these photos has been taken you know has that come from the photographer has that come from the uh, the mp um at what point you know does uh, the artistic vision and the practicalities of it being a, a you know a good portrait um you know where do they coincide or or where do they differ you know uh, are the photographers people who agree with the political stance of the person who's portrait they're shooting and does that have an effect i don't know there's lots of questions that it kind of brought up for me really um so i i would like to know a little bit more about it obviously there's considering there were fact the fact that there were 209 <laughs> portraits on the wall obviously there wasn't much room for anything else for extra text and things like that but i have found out that they are actually doing a kickstarter project for a book which will obviously feature all of these amazing images. Um, so that's very exciting. And if you go to kickstarter.com forward slash projects forward slash 209 women, um, I'm sure you'll find it there. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend, I think it's, I think it's 25 pounds. So um, pretty much, you know, like for a photographic book, um, a really beautiful, you know, um, coffee table book, I imagine is what it's going to be. Um, that's pretty good. Um and uh, yeah, there's there's a whole range of approaches, aesthetic looks, um, you know, uh, storytelling, all sorts of lovely stuff going on there. So uh, yeah, I'd recommend it um, as a as a great kind of you know opportunity to see lots of work by female photographers. That sounds super interesting. And uh, your your points you are making about all of the things that you think about when you're looking at a portrait uh it's fascinating and, it, and it's the kind of thing i mean every single portrait has all of those things at play but i guess it's amplified in something like this mm. um mm. and yeah i think that that's really interesting uh, i you really have to wonder how much it affects well i mean i'm sure it must affect greatly the eventual um portrait that's there but mm. Yeah, that's mm. fascinating. What an interesting way to, what an interesting thing to be thinking about whilst looking mm. at the pictures. And um, yeah, that sounds really cool. So that, that was the last day of that today, you were saying? That's right, it was, yes. So it had already been in London and then it had come up to Liverpool to the Open Eye Gallery. So it was the last day today. Um, I'm sure that quite a few of our listeners probably have been along to, to see it. And it would be interesting to hear your thoughts, actually, as well, if anybody wants to write in about their experiences of having gone to see it. Um, that would be very cool um and interesting to know what you thought and uh, yeah looking forward to the the book now um that'll be going on my list definitely <laughs> um at, at the moment they're at 5700 pounds of a of an 8500 pound goal so uh, there's 155 backers and 24 days to go at this oh, point right. that oh, we're recording so that sounds yeah like they're definitely going to make it yeah um, that's great that's great mm. Um, as well as that, Rach, you've also been out to another gallery this week, haven't you? Yes. So um, immediately afterwards, because they're basically next door, which is very cool. Um, I came out of um, the Open Eye Gallery, walked round the corner to the Museum of uh, Liverpool and um, went up to the Skylight Gallery, which is on the second floor, the top floor. you got this beautiful, big sweeping staircase. The building itself is quite a, not brutalist exactly, but I don't know. I'm sorry I'm not great with the terms for architecture but it, it feels quite you know it's quite a block um but it also looks a bit like a, a tv like a sloping tv television screen which mm -hmm. is quite cool and but inside it's very light and airy and there's this beautiful sort of like white sweeping staircase goes all the way up as a sort of like spiral um and at the very top they've got um a lovely round skylight hence why it's called skylight gallery 
and it's just outside it's just basically as you come up and you get um to the top step of the staircase and um and then you're in the sort of like skylight gallery area um and my exhibition's up there now which is very cool so um i got to go along and see it now it's actually been hung up um because the last time i saw the pieces were where I was, you know, running around like a mad thing going, oh, my God, just dry. I need to get these on backing, you know, board and, and everything. And then dash down to the to the museum and drop them off. And that was pretty much the last I saw of them. So um, uh, they had to change the date for the hanging of the of the artwork, unfortunately. So I wasn't able to um, to be there in the end to see that happen. But it was lovely because actually they'd um, got in touch and said, oh, we'll be posting about it on our Instagram stories and things. So you can see they've done like the before and after so you can see the the curation team uh, actually you know have um they'd like double mounted and framed up uh, each each piece and then they were kind of you could see how they were um actually going about hanging it so that was interesting to see on instagram and um and then yeah actually getting to see it in in person was lovely and uh, it's part of the um double fantasy exhibition so that's just as you so you you, get, you come up the staircase and you you see the um uh, the peace of mind um part of the exhibition which is obviously what i've been working on and then you go past um uh, about six wishing trees which are like these lovely like fig trees which have got um luggage labels sort of attached to them with people's mm-hmm. messages and then you walk into the main part of the exhibition um and uh, and can go around there so it, it kind of like leads you around really nicely actually so uh, yeah it was just it was a, it's always a, a strange experience to kind of like see your work on the wall but very cool experience as well and like see your name in the you know in the text from the museum and and what have you on the in the panel next to it and stuff so that was a very lovely experience and um yeah I just sort of like lurked by the by the pillar for a while and was like oh could see people going over and enjoying it you know and sort of looking at it and and, you know what have you that was quite cool and you sort of there going people are looking at our artwork it's pretty good (laughs) so that was nice uh to be able to go and do that and actually see it and see what they'd how they'd um you know sort of hung it and and what have you as well so yeah really nice day and uh, then i went and got a cheese scone and a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> the perfect end to a perfect day what have you ever had work displayed like that in the past um i have done uh, small um exhibitions um in sort of like various different places or been part of group exhibitions but i've never had um sort of a whole sort of section or if you like part of an exhibition for myself before so that was pretty pretty lovely and what was the feeling that i mean especially as you said you were hanging around there at the end kind of watching people there i mean how having never been in that situation how does it feel to see people there engaging with work that you've created yeah it's it's um it's a strange experience it's a bit like i I guess you know sort of like seeing your book in the in the shop or what have you you know and and um people going and picking it up and and things um they um it was nice. It seemed to be quite considered, you know, like people actually sort of taking time um, to stand and read the information about it before they then went and looked at the pieces or they'd look at, depending on how they approached it, they would look at the pieces and then get to the plaque at the end and go, ah, oh, okay. You know, you could sort of see them going, right, okay, I get it. So um, that was, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting and quite difficult to explain <laughs> experience and feeling <laughs> yeah um but but a nice warm fuzzy feeling i think as well um yeah you do always kind of wonder what people are taking from it or bringing to it as well you know because some people you know may well have used this kind of process before because these are the pieces obviously i made using um original cyanotypes and um objects and digital negatives and sort of combining them and layering them up um so you know quite a few people know of the process or have maybe seen it before but then equally a lot of people haven't come across it so um yeah I I think mixed mixed kind of um uh, group of people because obviously with it being the Museum of Liverpool there's a whole range of people who who go into that building you know it's from tourists to locals to you know there was um today randomly some um 
famous Chilean presenter who looked like something off. Um, I mean, he was like the most dapper gentleman in this like three piece suit, um, waving around a Viking sword today, <laughs> you know, <Of> yeah. <laughs> as you do. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, there's always something different um, and you just don't know who's who's going to be enjoying it. Um, but, yeah, that's part of the beauty of it, I think, isn't it? It's open to everyone and it's free. So yeah. that's lovely. Excellent. Well, I'm glad it was such a good experience, Rach. Well, we have we have burnt through 15 minutes of our half hour show. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. No, no, no. It's good. <laughs> it's all good, Rach. It's fantastic. So let's dive into those yes. listener emails. Uh, and the first one we've got today, he says, frantically scrolling back up, is from James Thorpe. Uh, James <laughs> writes in. I'll read this first one, shall I, Rach? Okay. Um, Sounds good. Hello, Sunnies. I don't communicate often, but just wanted to check in and let you know I enjoy each and every episode. Backing Paper 22 was refreshingly short. Oh, wait till you see this one, James. You're going to be so refreshed. (laughs) Almost like an oral palate cleanser. Mm, I'm not sure about that that sentence. And a mousse-bouche of a podcast, if you will. I laughed at the fun fact shout-out. Your staff (laughs) of writers are very talented, indeed. In the future, to save you some time, I've included a few real facts about me. Now, I am denied about these because these are some good facts. Should I just say these? No, actually, I don't want to deprive the listeners of this or make the listeners feel that some of my future bullshit, you know, when it could be true. So here are some great facts about James Thorpe, all of which I could definitely have made up. Um, (laughs) One, my father was a mortician and my mother played the accordion. (laughs) Draw your own conclusions as to my childhood. Two. I once worked as Hugh Hefner's personal assistant at the Playboy Mansion. Brilliant. (laughs) I mean, with a background like that, it's not surprising. Three, my mother and my wife both have the same birthday. Paging (laughs) Dr. Freud. Four, I can belch the Lord's Prayer. Always a hit at dinner parties. I mean, absolutely. Five, the only impression I can do is bacon frying in a pan. Even more of a hit at dinner parties. <laughs> Thanks again for all you do. Cheers, James Thorpe. Well, oh, wonderful selection of facts wow. there. Wow. <gasps> wow. I bet that, you know, bacon frying in a pan is a real hit, especially at vegetarian <laughs> dinner parties, right? Yeah, I'm trying to imagine how you can do a, a, an impression of a bacon frying in a pan. Yeah, that's... Um, uh, I don't... I mean... Other than um, my fantastic Sean Connery uh, impersonation, wherever whenever I try and uh, say uh, exposure, <laughs> oh exposure, oh, Miss Molly Penny, um, oh. is uh, yeah, that's about as good as it gets for me. It's <laughs> accidental impersonations. What about you, Rach? Uh, what's your best uh, impersonation? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> flustered. <laughs> A flustered sunbeam. There we go. That's my best and only impression. <laughs> At least you stick with it. It's a consistent one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to read this next one from Alistair Duggle-Rage? Thanks, James. Uh, absolutely. So um, Alistair Duggle says, Hi, Rachel, Graham and Aid. How do you describe the sense of excitement, joy, embarrassment and pleasure that Ophelia felt as she listened to Claire discussing her photo? Oh, that's so lovely. Um, Right, he says, when I saw it was a fashion judging, I listened until Ophelia's photo was going to be discussed and paused the podcast until I got home. Then like some scene from the 60s, I played the podcast on the speaker for the whole family gathered around to listen in, as I vaguely remember my parents and sister doing with radio when I was very small. That's so lovely. Um, Okay. As the discussion of Ophelia's photo proceeded, she glowed red with embarrassment and excitement. We didn't let her listen to the rest of the show as it was bedtime. (laughs) This morning, I woke her to tell her how well she did. And mum insisted that Ophelia's teacher get a clip of the podcast and the photo sent in. Then we played the part where Claire discussed Matt Murray. So once again, she was as pleased as Punch to hear Claire talk about Yuho and her. As to Yuho's photos, Ophelia wants to let Yuho know that she likes the photos, especially because there is pink in both of them. (laughs) (laughs) So this weekend, we are now letting Ophelia stay up late as we print her photo in the darkroom. This is something she's very excited about as she loves to see the images of her family and friends appearing in the developer tray. As to Rachel and Graham shots, it is not who wins. Uh, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> yes, not who wins. I mean, it really wasn't about who wins. No, it's not. Uh, he says it's not who wins, but the fact that they have included their family. That's true. We both did, didn't we? Um, many years ago when I was at school and doing photography as an elective, my father built me a darkroom. He helped me learn about photography and printing photos, which I passed on to my daughters. 
I also discovered that he had learnt it from his grandfather, a thing I never knew until I discovered a treasure trove of negatives and salt prints dating back to the 1880s that my grandmother had in her house. That's amazing. So you guys are doing something that will help photography continue. While my parents are no longer with us, the negatives and photos they have are. And it is this that helps us understand our own identity. That's from Alistair Juggle. That's fantastic. That's and a beautiful sentiment as well and lovely way of looking at it. Yeah, and it's so nice to hear. Um, th- it's so nice to hear that what Claire had to say about Ophelia's picture ha- has really just you know it made her even more excited about getting out mm-hmm. and doing more stuff. Um, yeah. That's great. That's wonderful. And, I, I, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, maybe we need to do something specifically aimed at young people um, under 16s <laughs> yeah maybe we, maybe we need to do a thing for that so i think we need to think on that because uh yeah. we've you know we've had a few um not just from ophelia and yuho son mm-hmm. but um from my owner as well um mm-hmm. you know we know that there's a few people out there who've um, been taking shots so it'd be great to do something that was specifically aimed at them uh and i completely agree with what alistair's saying about the family connection um I know you've spoken, you know, in the past at length about mm. your father and his photography mm. and um, the cameras he used, and I know how sad you are that you know at one point they got sold to yeah. pay for the stuff <laughs> you needed. Um, but you know, that it's always there. I remember um, my dad. My dad was a real dallier with a lot of things, um, which <laughs> is perhaps not surprising that I've inherited some of that. But I remember being out in the park with him and um he had an old zenit uh, again mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's links there um i said it's a theme <laughs> yeah and, and oh wait this continues and he was out trying to use um sweet wrappers from something like cadbury's <laughs> roses or something you know, the very filters yeah um yeah. as filters yeah so yeah Brilliant. my dad was very much of a, oh, i'm gonna just give this a go um I, I bet there were quality street filled uh wrappers sweet wrappers you know Probably. the the color cellophane yeah so exactly good. that is exactly what they were um <laughs> and don't you know unfortunately all of that i mean all of my dad's stuff kind of went by the by my dad led an interesting life <laughs> let's leave it at that because that's an entire another podcast on its own but um you know there was nothing there at the end but it's still it's in my head remembering yeah. that he yeah. was there and doing this and uh, it makes me feel good knowing that I'm doing something because my dad's not here anymore he's dead um yeah. that I'm doing something that if he was here he'd be so into it oh my god yeah. he'd be like this is the best thing yeah. ever so that makes That's me happy. super cool we did- and and I loved uh, I love what he was saying about them uh, all sitting down together to listen to it as well it's just so <laughs> fabulous like like you know round the wireless <laughs> Yeah, it's brilliant. Fantastic. Thank goodness we didn't say anything terrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes. It's a good job we had Claire here, and you know, not not some not some of our more um, reckless judges like when Johnny was on, or you know, mind you, he was very well behaved as well. They've all been fantastic. <laughs> all of our judges have been fantastic. Um, we did get a quick, uh, not exactly follow up, but a second email from Alistair, which I thought was oh. worth ca- carrying on in um, because it was also w- sort of regarding the Cheap Shots Challenge. Uh, he just wrote in saying, Hi guys, as I publish my experiences on my website, I thought I'd share the latest article with you. It's about my experiences with FOMA's Retropan 320 soft film. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be a subject of discussion around film for use for the Cheap Shot People Challenge. Cheap Shot People Challenge. Um, <laughs> Uh, it is one film that is not expensive and has some wonderful tendencies when shot with highlights. Uh, and you'll find that article. So Alistair's website is um, aspirationalphotos.com. Uh, and then if you sort of go on there and search and look under articles and Retropan, you'll find it there. I will put a link in the show notes. Nice. And he continues, uh, hopefully it may be the catalyst that gets young aid out of his photographic strop and come back to win the next challenge, young aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that yeah, I think people is definitely it's in his wheelhouse. I had a look at Alistair's um, article on this because I'm not at all familiar with Retropan, FOMA Retropan. Is this a film you shot at all, Rach? Mm, no, I'm afraid not. Uh, well, uh, hmm, have I? Hmm. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm thinking of Rarepan. Sorry, that's why yeah. I was like, have I? No, I haven't. That's a one two seven film. Um, no, it's not. I'm afraid. When mm. when he was saying about it being soft film, I I th- was thinking, or oh, maybe that's something that 
you'd used, but it was the Silbera, wasn't it, that you'd used? Yes. Just for it being very, I remember you saying that it crumpled. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. I wondered whether that was a reference to that. But no, no, it's not. I did actually use um, Foma um, 200 for my Cheap Shots Challenge, actually. Um, but yeah, that's a different one, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, FOMA is, its just in general, it's good, mm-hmm. cheap film, or good yeah. um, economical film, let's say that. Yeah, this retro pan, from what I've seen on Alistair's website and what I've read about his writing, it does look like it's a good choice for um, the People Challenge. If you want a cheap black and white film that actually has a bit of personality to it that's well suited to portraits, mm. obviously it is on the soft side, that's what it's made for, mm. but also... Um, it can have these glowy highlights as well if you put in quite contrasty things, so it can give quite a bit of personality. Um, it's interesting, definitely one worth looking at. Like I said, I only had a quick look at the article, but some of the shots definitely looked reminiscent of the um, kind of glow you can get with polypan, um, which you unfortunately can't get hold of anymore. Uh, mm. So have a look at the article, listeners, and um, maybe check out Retropan. It's definitely something I will be looking to check out because I really like the results that uh, Alistair's showing. And it's it got your kind of aesthetic. Yeah, it does. Like. It mm-hmm. does. Um, and it's nice to have a film with a bit of personality, something that, uh, mm. you know, it is, as he puts in his article, it's not something you'd want to shoot all the time. Um, sure. Mm. Because, you know, it, it is a bit soft and, you, are, you know, the highlights do go this kind of glowy way. But for this kind of thing... That sounds pretty pretty spawn, doesn't it? You yeah. know, for a, a very specific aesthetic and yeah. Absolutely. Give it a go. <laughs> And that's it for the emails this week, listeners. Can you believe it, listeners? I know, oh my I know. goodness. We have got a few more bits to get through. Um, first off, mailbag. Um, so I've got <laughs> some stuff in over the last week and a bit. Uh, the first one, uh, I need to... <laughs> I love the fact that some of my mail I get due to incompetence. Um, Paul Friday, uh, long-time listener and supporter of the show, um, who uh, has a fantastic blog, actually. I made a point of finding this earlier. Um, So if you look for FUP Duck Photography, uh, which is fupduckphoto.wordpress.com, he's got a great blog there. Um, I'm so pleased you said that. Yeah, very carefully, very, very carefully. (laughs) Um, He sent me a roll of white PVC electrical tape for the sole purpose of making sure that I write... On the stick it on the back of every camera that I load with film and write what's in there. Yeah, um, oh, that's so sweet. It's uh, it's wonderful oh, and so necessary great. because I've I've <laughs> this last twelve months it feels like I have had so many instances where I where we have definitely been at home to miss the cock up um, mm-hmm. because of me not knowing what's in a camera or me assuming I did know what was in a camera and then being very wrong or sometimes mm, just assuming yeah. that there was something in the camera and there wasn't. Um, so... I've, I, yeah, I I, um, I managed to um, not change my ISO um, uh, on a roll that I shot at the weekend. And when I got back, I realised that, I, well, I took the film out. There was film in, thankfully. That has, obviously, um, that is something that I think both of us have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was actually film in, in there. Um, but it's because I'd gone from a, a roll of HP5 at 400, I'd rated that box speed, um, to some Agfa, which was 200. And obviously I didn't change my iso i was using my om1 and uh, yeah it was uh, yeah one of those stupid mess ups um and then i got back and i took the film out and i thought oh actually the ca- the canister looks a little bit different and uh, realized that it wasn't one of my my um um <laughs> lasting batch from um, you know poundland film mm. <laughs> it was actually 15 years old oh, crumbs <laughs> Yes, so it wasn't like a year old or two, even two years, you know, expired. It was expired 15 years ago, so it was obviously even probably older than that. So, oh, God, one of those. So I, um, I've i sent a panicked message to uh, Duncan at Silver Pan Lab. <laughs> I was like, any chance you might be able to salvage this? Fix this. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> uh, and bless him, he came back and was like, I'm sure we can find something on there. So, yeah. yeah. He'll Let's do see. something. He'll weave his magic over it. It'll <laughs> yeah. be... It'll be something um, but again it's just you know my stupid fault because i just i hadn't labeled it i hadn't put that on you know and i didn't realize so these things happen sometimes so i'm sure the white electrical tape will come in very handy for you especially because you have so many cameras with film in as well yeah 
Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> whittling down the number that have got filming. I've been quite good at finishing off, and I've got a few that I just, I've got a couple, well, one in particular was just very fast filming, and I don't want to waste it because it's fast colour film, mm-hmm. but at the same time, mm-hmm. like, I should just, I think I've got, like, three shots in it, I should just go bam, 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 and get it done. Mm-hmm. But then I, yeah. I don't have a C41 kit at the moment because um, Paul and La Wonderland's hopeless and can't keep things in stock, so... Um, oh, <laughs> Yeah, Paul, stop sucking. Um, anyway, uh, I will do better. And thank you very much for that, Paul. Um, the next thing I got in the post was <laughs> yeah. another wonderful zine. This is another one that um, has been sent to me uh, by Dan Novak, Daniel Novak. Um, and this time, I think last time it was one from his travels, lots of, um, sort of roadways and roadside services. And it was very cool. Uh, this very different content um this is all waterfalls from his travels all around the place. Loads of beautiful black and white images of waterfalls. Uh, it's really, really lovely. I know that there was all this hoo-ha on the internet, on Twitter, <laughs> about shooting waterfalls. But, you know, well-shot waterfalls are always a beautiful thing to see. I love um, a good waterfall. Though. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And, and this is a fine selection of many beautiful waterfalls. Um Who's Short, that from? Sorry, that, that was from Dan Novak, mm-hmm. um, who you know he says in this message he, he's really enjoying shooting these scenes. I'm going to read actually the note that um, came with it, sort of the general note, because I think it's interesting. So, Zine Issue Two: Chasing Waterfalls. It's a selection of black and white analog photographs from our 2018 camping trip, covering the waterfalls of Robert H. Tremon State Park, Buttermilk Falls State Park, and a glimpse into Watkins Glen State Park and the gorgeous Letchworth State Park. It's a lot of state parks. And it's not just waterfalls. There are a few other treasures encountered along the way. The zine is press printed into an 8 by 5, uh, 8.5 by 5.5 landscape format booklet. It has 16 pages inside, plus the cover and back image, and offers a total of 19 previously unpublished black and white photographs. Mm. Uh, all of the included photographs were shot on the Pentax Spotmatic and Fomapan 100 black and white film developed in next time. Uh, so that's so there's a really nice consistency to the shots throughout. Uh, and it's fantastic to know that he's using you know, a camera that's almost certainly older than I am. <laughs> the purpose of this scene is not to make money, but to share my photography in a non-digital format. The concept is reflected in the zine's price. It's only $5.00 which includes $2 of charitable donations. Um, and those donations all go towards the uh, state parks that he visited. So, you know, he's just oh, giving lovely. the money back to place them um, right there. Um, so do check that out. I'm going to let me find, because uh, I know, so uh, I know at the back here somewhere, where are we? DanielNovakPhoto.com. Um, if that sounds appealing to you, and it's only five dollars, uh, and two of those dollars go straight to help. <laughs> I mean, how he's doing it as economically as he is, how he's producing a zine uh, and selling it, and giving—he's only sleep for five dollars and giving two of those dollars away. Um, I would love to know how he's making that work. Cause it's a really nice little zine. Um, so thank you very much for sending that, Dan. That's wonderful. The other thing I got in the post this week, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things, Rach. Um, <laughs> How this... are we doing with our um, time? Um... <laughs> Damn it. Well, we, we, we were <laughs> so close yet so far. Um, was, this is my um, Patreon reward for being a supporter of um, David Allen, or the Danger Boys, David Allen. And it's another wonderful zine, actually. So this is, and I'm never sure quite how you're supposed to pronounce this word uh the insolite or insolite i don't i have no idea um but it is a really beautifully put together book of david's work um a lot of his double exposure work in color and black and white uh not solely that but very much made up of that um great pictures uh, some writing as well at the back, which I have not yet had the chance to read because it only turned up the other day. Um, but yeah, it's a really lovely book. If you've seen David's work and especially his double exposure work, which is fairly spectacular, um, you will know that this is a thing you want to get your hands on. I'm assuming he's also selling these as well as giving them to Patreon supporters. Um, 
so just hunt down david he's at d bloomsday on twitter and instagram um if you're not already following him i'm sure you are because you know he's one of the danger boys why wouldn't you be following him but yes the insolite number zero um it's beautiful thank you very much david that is an incredibly worthwhile <laughs> uh, if you're not also backing david on patreon i mean you're missing out so so far i've got that and a lovely print of a dragon in a coffee cup i mean mm. who doesn't want that i'd like a proper dark print fantastic and um, check out Tanky McWan shot, right? Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm assuming that we're all going to get a full size print from the Tanky McWan shot. <laughs> ah, brilliant. M- maybe not, uh, but that one print, that one good print they got, does look spectacular. So, um, so that's it for the mailbag. There are a couple of things we just wanted to um, give a shout out to. Uh, the first one we've mentioned before which is the Negative Positives Double Exposure Challenge. Rach, mm. uh, I've just been talking a lot. Do you want to just quickly recap what the Double uh, Exposure Challenge is? No, I don't have the information. You said you had it. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Well, um, do you remember? In yeah, that I do. <laughs> Yeah, Before yeah, we I started recording, Sorry, and I Rach. said, shall I look for it? And you said, don't worry, I've got it all here. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I thought you did that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so basically, long and short of it is Double Exposure Challenge. You sign up for it. Um, the easiest place to go to to find out is either their, their uh, Facebook page or if you go to utahfilmphotography.com and look on there. I'm sure Nelson is organising it, has got a blog post all about it with all the links you need if you are not a Facebook person. You sign up for it. You can choose to either match with somebody in your own country or worldwide. Um, You decide between you who's going to be a first uh, and second shooter. You shoot a roll of film. You post that roll of film to the second photographer. They shoot over the same roll. You get these double exposures. You pick the ones, process it, and (laughs) submit your shots and um, have fun doing it. Yeah. So we're doing ours, aren't we? Graham. We certainly are. Yep, you and I are going to win because yeah. um, they're also doing a <laughs> a podcast gauntlet throwing down challenge Ugh. thing. Um, so we thought, well, we can't not. <laughs> Even yeah, though, exactly. Either though, neither you nor I really have the time to go anywhere and take interesting pictures. We figured that. So far, we've had a conversation about it though, so that's good. We that's, have a plan that's as far as we've got. We've got a plan. Yeah, we've got a plan. So that's good. Ah, um, mm-hmm. But the uh, submission date for this ends closes on the 17th of april so you've not got long they've after last year's rolling car crash of a um, challenge they've tightened things up a lot so if you are interested in doing this and you'll be hearing this on the 15th you have two days so either go to their facebook page or as i said utahfilmphotography.com and find the links there to sign up um there is a link there saying if you are a podcaster and would like to shoot with another podcaster um there's a link there i'm i'm Listen, Mike, if you're listening, just assume we're going to do it. The chance of me filling in the form is very slim, but just assume we're going to do it. I'm terrible. Um, so that's that. The other thing mm-hmm. I wanted to let you know about is that the homemade camera guys, they are putting together a zine to basically promote what they're doing and the work of the people who are making their own cameras and, and also to raise some funds to help pay for things like Podbean and stuff like that, as we you know have to do and which you guys will help us out with. Um, but it's just a great way of, if you're into this thing of making cameras or making Franken cameras like, like I do, um, then why not share those pictures uh, with them? Because it's going to great. They're going to make a zine. It'll be fantastic. If that is something you might be interested in doing, Go to homemadecamera.com and there's a tab on there. Um, I will be submitting pictures of my um, Jalubatel, obviously, um, because that's a great... (laughs) I'm just actually reading down their thing here. It um, It says, submit the pictures, describe what it's like to shoot the camera, tell us about the pictures, what they're of, etc. Do not include an artist statement. We are not the Sunny 16 podcast. How dare you? <laughs> Does it actually say that? Yes, so it funny. actually says that. The very <laughs> cheek of it. Um, but yeah, I love those guys. Um, they uh, they put together a very good show. And whilst sometimes it whistles a bit over my head, um, but I love I love the idea of a zine just chock full of people's home built cameras. I, I, this just sounds wonderful and Franken cameras and all sorts of stuff. So um, it, yeah. 
if you're into that kind of thing, if you've bashed something together, send them a picture. Uh, they will be submission, accepting submissions through to the end of June 2019 uh, with the aim of having the zine ready to go by August 2019. I think it's going to be a digital zine, which they're just going to charge a couple of bucks for. Um, maybe if there's enough support and enough people make noise, maybe it could go to print nag graham about that but i just really like the idea um so yeah go and check that out um they're good guys and they deserve your support that sounds fun yeah uh there were a couple of last things before we get to our coffee um mm -hmm. area um which i just thought i would mention it was film photography day on the 12th of april now obviously for us every day is film photography day of course um but i was just wondering if there were any um any listeners who happened to go out specifically shooting on film photography day uh, so they had something to share with that hashtag and what have you um they could obviously write in um to sunny16podcast at gmail.com and let us know uh, how you got on with that. That would be really interesting to see. Um, especially, I always think that's that's quite a nice day for introducing other people to film photography as well. You know, it's it's a good one to sort of like hang that on that peg and go, okay, I you know that obviously I shoot with film cameras if you want to come out with me today and do that. So I wonder if anybody, any of our listeners did that. So that was one thing that I wanted to ask about. And the other thing is just to remind everybody that we are coming up to Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day. That is on the 28th of April. So uh, if you go to pinholeday.org, you'll find all the information there about that. And it says anyone anywhere in the world who makes a pinhole photograph on the last Sunday in April can scan it and upload it to this website where it will become part of the annual Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day Celebrations online gallery. So that's April the 28th it will be happening yeah. this year. Okay. You, right. You may, and this is before you came on, Rach, vis-a-vis um, mm. -vis Pinhole Day. So two years ago, we had Justin mm -hmm. Quinnell join us. And Justin does a lot with Pinhole Day and behind the scenes. And, and you know, he's generally a promoter of pinhole photography uh, of the most insane kind for the most part. Um, and uh, <laughs> I have talked for a very long time about, oh, I'm definitely going <laughs> to do some solography uh, at some point I'll definitely get around to it and I think he finally got bored of me not getting around to it so he sent me one of his homemade beer can um, pinhole cameras and I actually put it up last week so I finally got that done um, uh, we will see how long I wait with it in place because <laughs> I'm like mm, as we it, know patience is, is not your strongest virtue no it, after a couple of hours like ah, is that long enough to get really good uh, <laughs> sun trails but probably not so I'm going to try and leave it for a few months um but uh yeah i finally did that and um i'm going to be giving some thought uh to what to do for pinhole day um this week on the on the sunny 16 podcast we're being joined by carl havens from the classic lenses podcast uh, because Carl's a delight and i really want to see if we can persuade carl to make a pinhole camera <laughs> uh, a lensless camera for pinhole day i think we need to work on that rate i think we need to <laughs> peer pressure him into that we, we actually got a chance to spend Pinhole Photography Day together, didn't we? Um, was that a couple of years ago? Now? Yeah. No, it was last yeah. year. That was last year. Was it year. last year? Yeah. Yeah, it's and only it been that long that you've had my camera. <laughs> oh, my God. I do still have your camera. Oh, my God. Yes, you do. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I still have Graham's undo uh, 6 by 12 don't I? I haven't put a roll through it yet. I know. It's terrible. It's so Shocking. bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to um, send you the money to post it back at this rate. Well, you you do another visit up to Liverpool anyway. So you're allowed um, to come I, down here, you know. I don't know. You know I, I've got a lot listeners. of uh, colour printing stuff ready for you. So uh, oh, that's thank true. You. That's yeah. true. All right. Okay. okay. There's presents. <laughs> <sighs> All right, you win. Okay. Yeah. Um, we should move on to the coffee donations because it's that time to start wrapping things up uh, on our short show. <laughs> oh, only 15 minutes later than anticipated. Um, but we have got some coffee thanks to say. The first one is we've got a couple of new donors this month or this week. Uh, so I want to say a big thank you to Marcus Nels. Um, I've actually been seeing Marcus pop up on um, Twitter in particular, because that's where I tend to see most things when people make note of them. Um, and Marcus has been working his way through the back catalogue. Um, it's great. I, and it, sometimes it throws me because I think I saw him saying, sharing a comment saying, oh, yeah, the, you know, heard, you know, listen to 
show 27 today really made me sort of <laughs> rethink some things. I'm like, what on earth were we talking what were we about? Talking about? <laughs> so well, long what, ago. What were you talking about at that point? Yeah. you and Aid, gosh, um, yeah. So I think he's up to about show 40 now, so he's clearly consuming them at a dangerous health hazardous <laughs> rate um, but we're very glad to have you with us Marcus and um, and he is on Instagram at Nels Marcus which is at N-E-H-L-S-M-A-R-C-U-S on, Is that Instagram uh, or Twitter? That's on Twitter and I think he's on Instagram as well and he's also um, got a very nicely put together website which is um, MarcusNelsPhotography.com I think I don't know how to look it's a very well put together very elegant elegant website with some very elegant photos on there as well um lots of digital as well as some film on there but um just all beautiful pictures he's got a really good eye um so uh well worth checking that out uh, and the other thank you new donor this week is Robert Kent, um, who is at Jazzy Camel on Instagram. Uh, and uh, Robert was at the photography show, um, so he's one of the many people we did not get enough time to catch up with properly at the photography show. But thank you so much for coming out. Um, it, it just it is my uh, ongoing frustration that we just did not get more time to spend with people on another day, but. We're all a little we busy, were, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, we were a little bit, but also, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, maybe there's some other way of meeting up. You know, other points in the year. So it's one of those things. Hillary yeah, you did a fantastic job. You know, uh, of wrangling photography, wrangling, dog wrangling. <laughs> Hillary shared a photo she took of me. Um, sat washed uh, rose <laughs> was giving her talk uh, yeah just looking slightly dazed and um, um and eric uh very kindly as he is running our instagram feed he he shared that picture uh, yes, along with the thing of uh, please put, give me a caption for this photo and a lot of people thought they were very very funny <laughs> There were a lot of comments about uh yes but there were some quite humorous comments on there you very... and and it was yeah, we're all very mean, aren't we? Um, yes, but yes. it was lovely to see that. Thanks for posting that, Hillary. Um, yeah, thanks, talking of Hillary. photos from the from the photography show as well, um, Neil Piper um, has um, posted a couple of really lovely ones. Um, there was one that he sent over uh, to me um, and just said, oh, look who it is. And I was like, oh, my goodness, can you actually send that one over? Because I don't look like some crazy idiot for a change. <laughs> I'm actually, like, smiling at the camera and look like I know what I'm doing and everything. So No uh, one will believe it's yeah. you. I know, I know. It, it, it would not uh, pass muster <laughs> as my uh, as my profile pic. People would be like, nope. Um, so yeah, it was very sweet. He sent that over to me. So I'm I have already sent that off as part of a proposal for a project, um, showing that it looks like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and uh, he also posted a photo of um, the three of us yourself and aid and myself um at the um at the photography show on my uh, stall that i had um with rose team b celebrating anna Ank- anna atkins um so yeah that was that was lovely thank you so much uh, it's nice to see see them still coming in from last month yes it certainly is and i think there's still more to see hopefully but yeah <laughs> most of ones i've seen so far make me look like a complete dope so i mean the camera never lies <laughs> that is the just problem me. <laughs> i know that's the problem isn't it <laughs> As well as the new donors, we have, of course, got some recurring donors to say thank you for. So, Rachel, would you like to give us a name for the recurring donors so we okay. can share? Uh, our team of researchers um, have been busy away in the background and brought us some fantastic facts about this week's crop of recurring donors. <laughs> OK, we have four names here. Um, I am literally just giving the names. Please do not tie me with the brush of these facts. Inverted commas. <laughs> Um, okay, starting with Mal- Malcolm Myers. Malcolm Myers refuses to eat anything from a vending machine as he sees it as the first step in our inevitable submission to our robot overlords. <laughs> um, Jeremy North. Jeremy North has the world's largest collection of pigeon burps. <laughs> um, David Allen. David Allen firmly believes that frogs can whistle but choose not to because it's ill-mannered. And finally, last but not least, Andrew Bartram. Uh, Andrew Bartram insists on sleeping in pyjamas made only of butterfly wings. <laughs> oh, butterflies. Oh. <laughs> it's a lot of butterflies. It's a lot of butterflies. <laughs> 
So Well, there you go. Yes. Thank you very much to all of those wonderful, wonderful people. Um, we are incredibly grateful to you for your ongoing support. And, um, and to be honest, Apologies. a lot of that money is going towards paying for the researchers to find all these facts. But I think it's <laughs> worth it. I absolutely think it's worth it. Oh, dear. Well, that's going to do it yeah, for this week, I think, isn't it, Rach? How did we do? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, 50 minutes. <laughs> 50 minutes is still pretty... Oh, dear. We're, just, we're not good at this. I'll just cut out... Um, what can we cut out to make it fit? Uh, I'll just cut, I'll just randomly cut out five-minute chunks. It'll be fine. No one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will notice. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <clears throat> so, as I said, we will be back on Thursday with Carl Havens from the Classic Lenses podcast. Really looking forward to talking to Carl. He seems to be the only one with a sane head on his shoulders. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know. Carl is the most insane of a lot of them, just in his own quiet way. Um, <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about here? <laughs> yeah. Um, so very much looking forward to that. Uh, until then, we will leave you, as always, with the wonderful music from Schnauzer, who you can find on Bandcamp. If you like their music, go to Bandcamp and support them and buy some of their music. I was listening to it in the car with my boys on the way home the other day. It's great. They have got some wonderful tracks on there. And the track we use for the show is Untangling. Nope remortgaging the nest of hairs not untangling remortgaging mm. the nest of hairs um so thank you very much to those guys um is that everything and rach yes. yes and just to say another big thank you for all of our um donations on uh coffee or kofi um and uh to say thank you for also all of your entries to the cheap cheap shots challenge so uh hopefully you've all been enjoying looking looking at the photos from that you can find them all on our website which is sunny16podcast.com yep we did look into making a video turns out that was gonna be really hard <laughs> so we <laughs> haven't got that done yet but they're all on the, all on the website all on instagram they're easy to find exactly. until thursday then listeners thank you very yeah. much and goodbye See you bye-bye you're not gonna ask how the week was this time oh yes have a lovely week <laughs> have a lovely week everybody have a lovely week every week <laughs> have a lovely week now we've got catchphrases great <laughs> i can be like all the other podcasts <laughs> <laughs>